You have entered the 13, a place where real stories about music, touring, and the beyond are told. Music does something to us. We all experience it in our own way. It can affect our senses, transport us through time, and release emotions. On this podcast, we will talk with people about the power of music and the beyond. What does the beyond mean? Let's find out together. Turn on your metronomes because this time is about to be tracked. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to The 13. I'm your host, Ryan 13. And today on the show, we have Michael Anthony Gerard, the guy from Goat and Your Mom. Uh, holy crap. What are you even doing here? Oh, hell, I don't know. Uh, got a friend named Stefan Mann who uh, told me about you, and I figured I need a, another interview. And what the hell, you know? Dude, uh, this is awesome. More I'm better, you know? Fuck yeah, absolutely. And I'm fucking super pumped. I'm super excited that you're here. Like when you reached out, I was like, no fucking way. I like, I knew exactly who you were when you, uh, when you reached out and, uh, sent the message or whatever. And I was like, I've actually want that you've been in my thought journal. I guess if I had a thought journal, I don't actually have one, but you know what? The thing up here was like, holy crap, you know, what would be great if I talked to this guy. You're one of the people. So one of the reasons uh, I'm super excited for you to be here is I got to talk to you about what everybody probably wants to talk to you about, like the Tosh.0 thing. Sure. Was like, was that a surprise? How did that, how did that come to be? I mean, it was a surprise. Um, I did know that my video was already starting to gain some steam. I had no idea that there was a show called Tosh.0 that everybody watched where he critiqued on the videos and made fun of them. Or, uh, in my case, he actually, you know, gave me a little props. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool as comparison to what he usually says. Most people, but I also took all the, the pokes at the bear to be funny as well. Um, it was, uh, just me passed out on the couch at the time and my phone started blowing up and people telling me, Hey, uh, you're on Tosh.0, man. Turn on the TV. So I saw the second time it played. Back then it was playing like uh, once and then it'd play again. And I had cable at the time. So, dude, that's so, uh, so how, like, how random was it? Like, what did you feel when you watched it? Oh, I was like, hot damn, you know, to some extent, man, I've been on television before. Sure. So it wasn't my first time. Um, back in 1994 for Woodstock, I hitchhiked all the way there from Boise, Idaho. No way. Naked. They put me on MTV. They put me on CNN. I even had a little tiny uh, paragraph in Time magazine. Now, they didn't show any pictures of me in Time, but on <laughs> uh, on uh, MTV, they just put a peace symbol over my penis. <laughs> Dude, no shit. Now I'm going to look that up. Is that, have it, you seen really that recently? Find, man, it's so okay. hard to find. I, I mean, I was going by Goat of Mendez back then. Go That's what Mendez. Goat actually originally stood for. And uh, that's, you know, the pentagram with the goat in it or, uh, oh, yeah. or, the, or the goat with titties, either way, what you want to call it, you know? Oh, yeah. No, totally. I know. I totally know. Um, dude, that's so fucking awesome. What a cool thing. Like, uh, when I first saw that, you know, I, I didn't even really, wasn't even really a fan of Tosh.0. Like not, I mean, he's a funny dude and stuff, but like, I remember watching that. I was like, why does that look like a venue I've played before? (laughs) And I don't know if it was, but like, it wasn't Austin, Austin always had these like, and they might not now. Cause I haven't even been to Austin since 2015, but like they, they've had, these little backyard places okay well i mean then you might have if if you've played a skull by skull you know Mm. i don't know if you did or not but that's what it was it was uh skull by skull it's an event they throw uh well they were throwing every year at uh this group called the skid marks it was like a club it's kind of like a biker club but uh they also just rode bicycles and deliver pizza Yeah. And and we're just crazy guys that would just do all kinds of silly, ridiculous shit, kind of like jackass. Okay. Oh, dude. Well, I don't know if I remember playing that place, but I mean, I played like Red Seven and the Dirty well, Dog. I and... can literally tell you the address. I remember the address: ten forty seven Springdale. Ten forty seven so, Springdale. 
Damn. Okay. I, no, I, I, I actually I actually lived there with the dude that came up and played with my junk. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was sleeping on his couch and uh he was uh putting me up, you know, basically. I mean, I was giving him a little bit of money, but he was like, Man, you're paying me more money than my roommates are. So, you know, Did at the time at the time he was just like happy to have me because I was about as crazy as he was. And uh, I'd say All right, this next okay. song is your girlfriend's favorite one or whatever it was you said yeah, yeah. Um, the, uh, that's so awesome I, i'd say he's actually a little bit more crazy than me we had some nights where he he was just off the hook man really he had this band called uh the hood rats you might have heard of them yep that okay. I, I know the hood rats and i know um okay well that was his band that that was his band okay wow random that's, that's how i originally met him was i was going to all the hood rats shows because really? I just was in love with that band. I was like, oh, my God, this is the best punk band I've heard so long. Like, So they were my favorite band in Austin when I first came here. I came here in uh, 2007. Okay, so, man, I wonder if we ran into each other. Dude, I bet you a million dollars we were oh, probably likely. at some of the same shows. Because oh, I was... We were starting to, I was in a band called Razor 13 with Doug Pennick from King's X, and we were starting to oh, record... Wow. We were starting to record uh, the album then. It was before Doug joined. We had a different singer. Uh, I used to um, uh, bass tech for Doug uh, uh, and King's X. Oh, nice, crazy. Whatever, for a long, yeah, for that, a long time. You got that eight-string bass. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was 12. I called it the monster. Oh, and well, that's that right, thing. it was 12. That's right, yeah. it was 12. Uh, it was, it this, was like three strings for every string. It. Yep, yep. And it was awful. That's right. I forgot about that. I, I saw him in Ventura. Oh, really? Okay, cool. Yeah. Dude, like uh Doug's Exacts. one of my that, yeah, dude. Doug's one of my favorite people. He was a uh, um a groomsman in my wedding. Uh, I've worked for him forever. I used to work for him forever. This amp right here with the Razor 13 symbol. Gotcha. Is is his. I just fucking oh, painted wow. my own shit over it. And then there's a uh a crate blue voodoo right there. And that was also his. He was like, yeah, you can borrow that 20 years ago. And I still have it. Um, anyway, long story short, like, I don't know, dude, like Austin has so many crazy fucking venues that come and go. And there's only some that really stick around. Do you guys ever play Headhunters? Oh, yeah. Dude, that place. More than any place else. A lot of people hated Steve, but he came up to me one time and was like, dude, I hate how your band chases people off some nights but I don't give a shit because I love what you're doing and I'm going to keep booking your band no matter what. Dude, it's fucking stupid. And I mean, in the beginning, man, you know, somebody taking off their clothes and shaking their dick at you, you know, that chases people <laughs> away. Dude, but Headhunters was like the perfect location. It was like, no, what it was, was it? It was on 7th and what was it? Red River or 7th? Uh, 8th and Red River. 8th and Red River. Uh, yeah, dude, it was 8th and Red River. It's close enough. But, yeah, uh, yeah, man, that, that was the best bar ever. I loved it, man. And then they, they went on that, that TV show and, uh, yeah. Metal and lace, uh, is what they changed it to after being on bar rescue. And then did, did it die after that? Or did they go back? Is, is my drummer, my current drummer is actually on that bar rescue show. He's the bald guy, the tall, bald guy, sound guy. Okay. Do you know Al Shire? Uh, yes. Uh, uh, yeah. we, we it, both know Al. Just, just whatever. Mm -hmm. I just an acquaintance. Never yeah. Really I he, he, he played in razor 13 for a minute my band uh, oh, wow, we man. we needed him for well we needed somebody last minute because the guy who was going to play live guitar he just couldn't he just couldn't make it he was coming from the east coast or something and he couldn't make it and uh our guitar player big mike was like hey um i think i got this guy al shire who could learn the songs and and shire learned the songs in like four days it was fucking fantastic. You know, yeah, he was like, some people are just like that. They can just, I couldn't, I'm not like, no, I'm not that either. great of a musician. No, no, me either. I'm just an artist. <laughs> yeah. And that's how I, that's how I felt about, that's how I plays bass. Yeah. Like that's how I felt about it. I was like, how the fuck did you learn these songs? And then now you're on the road with us and we're doing all these things, but dude, Austin's yeah. such a close knit community. Uh, do you know Jason McMaster? Yeah, I, I'm actually, uh, well, one of my old roommates is uh, Robert Williams. Okay. He, uh, he plays guitar for Igniter, which yeah. is one of Jason McMaster's bands. 
dude that's so fucking cool dude it's such a small world man i haven't yeah. even been i haven't even been, like i said i haven't even been in austin since 2015 and so with with him you know it's still kind of just acquaintance you know we say hi to each other and shit shoot the shit yeah. for like a couple minutes but that's pretty much it yeah jason's been on the show it was super right cool on. like i could totally tell he didn't remember who i was um it was oh, it was, man, it after was... a while man it's hard to remember who people are dude what you're yeah uh, like no but like he he figured it out after a minute he was oh because i had a mustache and gotcha. uh, i normally don't have a mustache but i've been trying yeah. to grow the mustache out because i don't know apparently i can now i turned 40 and i'm like oh yeah now i can grow a mustache now but, my mustache grow grow because of the chemo oh the, god the rest of the beard grows and the hair fell out but uh well i just shaved my head beforehand because they said well you might lose your hair well screw it just shave my head just get rid of it. So, like, so how lot like haircut styles in the in the way just to just to see what a handlebar mustache looked like and yeah. how it looked like bald and with a mohawk and so on and so forth, you know. So, how have you been uh, dealing with the with the stuff, man? Doing the chemo oh man, and everything. it's not completely terrible, man. Honestly, I say I probably had a better trip than most people have with uh, the cancer part okay. uh, because, like, I'm I'm still eating. I'm not puking. I'm I'm, I'm maintaining weight but uh with the where the cancer was part they had to rip it out of my back oh uh, partially paralyzed from the waist down I, a little bit higher than that like like from here down sure uh, right right about here right where the screen ends um from there down and and it's like it's slowly coming back okay so good. I, gotta, I gotta you know doing my uh exercises every day and they got people coming to see me three days a week and my insurance pays for it, so I'm pretty happy about that. I got pretty decent insurance, um, and I'm slowly but surely getting to walk. I'm walking like a one-year-old at this point. This is my oh. stroller right here. That's oh, what my that's... girlfriend calls it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, well, fuck yeah, that's better than fucking nothing, man. No doubt, I, no. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've got the gumption to want to get better, man, and that's a lot of have was what it has to do with. If I wasn't so goddamn frustrated about getting better. I don't think I'd be getting as better as fast as I'm getting better. The steroids helped though, too. Oh, you know, sure. They, they got me on steroids for like the first five days after each chemo treatment. So okay. that does help. But I also wonder sometimes, you know, how well the chemo is doing. I won't know until mid-October. So I'm going to go see my mom because I miss her and I haven't seen her in a couple of years. And she's in Idaho, and I've got a GoFundMe set up for that on my page on Facebook. If anybody oh. wants to go check it out, absolutely. Know. Links below, everybody. I'll get it from him uh, after the show, and we'll put it down there. Dude, this is fantastic. Like, uh, so when uh, you go see your mom in Idaho, I mean, you don't have to tell me exactly where in Idaho, but I fucking right. love Idaho. My uncle lives in Idaho. That place is beautiful. Where I grew up, man. What? what the Idaho. 2500 okay. people nothing nobody yeah dude oh yeah, man you, you get away with murder it's so beautiful <laughs> we played i did but i might have known somebody who did <laughs> i'm from katie texas and when i was growing up there was like nothing out there like it was a small town nobody was around like it took 30 minutes to get to houston it was a it was just a beautiful place and i loved growing up in this like little small area because everybody knew each other and everybody had like there was a community there and now that place is a little bit uh sucked up by houston and just like everything like austin is just yeah I, I don't think uh, my small town got sucked up but i'll have more information when i go go again but last time i went there was still only five thousand. really like it, it doubled in size but that's it so when you it's go like, up there like 20 miles south of boise i used to hitchhike from middleton to boise to see shows all the time when so when you go up there you think it's just going to be like a good a nice retreat you gotta get the go see your mom and have oh and there. all my old friends that i grew up with and went to metal shows with and was in the pit with you know dude the pit okay let's talk about this now that we're both a little older here when you're in your 20s and you jump in the pit it's like an instinct it starts oh, yeah. it starts happening and then all of a sudden you're fucking in there yeah i just i just went to a show for the first time in like four years and a pit started and i was like okay um i should go in there 
And then I thought, eh, I'll just okay, I'll just I'll, I'll go to the bar. You're about <laughs> to turn forty, aren't you? I tur- yeah, I turned forty. And I'm like, I'm I already. I had the same thing. <laughs> right about right about the time I hit forty, like I was like, eh, yeah, uh, eh, yeah, uh. <laughs> you wanna, but yeah. then you go, man, it's gonna hurt. It's not going to be great. And who, look at that big dude over there. That's not yeah, going to be yeah. great. And and no, and, and before it was like, look at that big dude. I'm going for him. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and you'd get knocked on the ground. Yeah, like, and just cool. get back up and go for him again. Yeah, and the, or, or the cool thing is you get knocked on the ground by that big dude and he'd fucking pick you back up. Oh, because yeah, totally. The one thing that I think a lot of people don't understand about the metal community, the punk community, the rock community, the whatever, is when the you know when the mosh starts it's 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 a release it's a fun thing it's like this is where we're at this is what we want to do we're having fun but most of the time we take care of our dri shows in the 1980s not so much (laughs) (laughs) okay okay he's right or or um slayer shows it even up into the early 2000s like you'd sh- yeah. like I'd yeah. go see Slayer. I've seen Slayer ten it's times. It's just so big they ain't got time to pick you up. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, it, you were just being trampled, and there'd be one yeah. person trying to like grab you by your shirt, and your yeah. shirt would get ripped yeah, off because somebody else. Out, but no, someone else is knocking them down at the same time. There was dude in the nineties. There was guys wearing razor blades in their fucking hair. Oh How? yeah, no, I I had a I had a uh not razor blades, but uh uh. What do you call that when it goes from here to here and it's got spikes up to here? <laughs> I don't a know. Gauntlet or whatever. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. A gauntlet. Anyway, uh, mine weren't sharpened, but a friends of mine uh, had had like rings with uh, spikes on them that were sharpened, and uh, he was cutting people in the crowd. So I ended up getting thrown out because they didn't really notice his couple of rings, you know. And it was oh, a God. creator uh, coma souls tour. Yeah, I've seen Creator. I went out to my van and I took the bracelet off and went back up and they let me in eventually. I was like, look, I took my bracelet off. They like gonna behave. I'm like, yeah, sure. I mean, I don't have the bracelet on, you know, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, a gauntlet. Uh, but anyway, so uh, after that, like the end of the show, uh, drummer threw a stick out and like I swear the seed just parted when I jumped up because they thought I was still wearing the thing. <laughs> the stick. I still have that stick, dude. That's fucking fantastic. I uh, creator story here uh, for me. I was on tour with Kings X in Europe in two thousand in nine. So I, I went to I, Europe with Kings X two I, times. Um, but in two thousand nine, uh, me, the drummer Jerry Gaskell, um, a guy Trent. It doesn't matter. I don't need to tell all the people. It was like me and four people from the band and the crew. We went to O13 in Tilburg, Holland, and we ended up our, uh, I guess our, our tour manager, his name was Bobo. His real name is like Jens or something, you know, something very German and uh, Jen Jens or Bobo was like, oh yeah, like I got, we can go hang out with the guys. And I was like, we're going to go fucking hang out with creator. Like first of all guys nobody call creator the german slayer because they don't like that the oh, second no, of all, <laughs> i don't know why i thought that at the time oh wow. i was like i was drunk and i was like you guys are the german slayer and they like the whole band was like get this fucking kid out of here um <laughs> more like uh, anyway. slayer is the german creator it's true <laughs> they're like so we but we got to hang out with the guys no, I, I mean, slayer did come out first yeah well that's true and um but everybody was super cool and but creator and everybody got us super fucked up and wasted and nice we left and we're walking down the street uh the streets of tilburg trying to find the tour bus and uh somebody started a bg song you know like you can't tell by the way i do my walk i'm a woman's man no time to talk and like and we're like just as out of key as i did it just now all of us everyone <clears throat> everybody from king's x all of the band uh you know helpers and stuff we're screaming this with our arms over each other's shoulders and singing this on the way out and i swear to god people from uh 
like their rooftops and and their windows were like throwing things at us, opening windows. <laughs> Shut up in a different language that we didn't know. Right, we right. didn't care. Right. <laughs> so uh what what's been going on uh musically besides I mean I know you've been well you've been I mean we've got an album that's basically sitting there waiting to be released. Okay. So we've okay. got to get it copyrighted and and uh get all the lyrics down on paper so everybody has a nice little lyric sheet if they buy the cd yeah. you know and uh all the pages that sort of a thing um it's basically been supposed to come out for like three years so it's like four years in the making okay so like um, you guys started doing it during the we pandemic started doing this like after our last tour in 2019 right before the pandemic Man, that and pandemic. We, we were already weird. recording before it was, you know, a pandemic thing. <laughs> yeah, right. But then, you know, the pandemic happened and we changed drummers because that drummer wasn't working out. And then just fold after fold in the wrong direction that just kept us from being able to do it, including my cancer, you know. Right. But, uh, it's still going to come out and it'll be out next year, probably in the beginning of the year. Uh, April is what I'm guessing. That's what I'm okay. shooting for. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll put it out on my surgery date. Okay. <laughs> When's your surgery? Oh, don't tell me. You don't uh, my to. surgery was April 3rd. Okay. It doesn't April matter. I don't, I don't care. Give, give somebody a date to look forward to. Fuck yeah. April 3rd guys, everybody. This is fucking awesome. This is so fucking cool, dude. Thank you for coming on. It'll have 13 tracks. It's Ooh, pretty bad. I like that number. Billy Milano does uh, butternut squash with me. No fucking way. I know no. Billy. No. Oh, my God. Well, uh, I mean, I used to know Billy. I haven't well, fucking I, I met to him anymore. before I met him at Headhunters, but I really don't count that meeting. That was like a fan meeting, you know, when yeah. I met him. Uh, he was on tour with SOD when I saw him in Ventura, California. That's where okay. I moved here from. Um, but... Uh, then you know i ran into him at headhunters and we just hit it off man you know we've been friends was he working time. at headhunters or was he just uh, uh he yeah he was doing sound at headhunters at the time yeah. that's so cool dude it's so what a, i know i've said this earlier but what a fucking small world this is yeah so no cool. doubt no doubt uh i was talking to uh mike Delion or however anyone ever wants i know to who say. you're talking about yeah we're good friends as well man i've you're actually uh Got a, if you scroll a couple pictures back on the goat and your mom page, you'll see a picture of me and him. Dude, he's so fucking nice. Oh he yeah, just, he's, he's he's so nice. It's ridiculous. Like it, I, I've never I've never met a nicer metalhead. Dude, like he's like I agree a hundred percent. And like he's like, oh yeah, I'm going on tour with Soulfly as the guitar player. I'm like, well, you motherfucker! <laughs> like, <laughs> this is so cool. Yeah, yeah, first he was first he was in MOD. And yep. Eddie was in uh, the illegals with yep. Phil. It's still, and, I think, I think and, that's still a thing. They just, they're just not doing it. Right. Well, yeah. It, as long as Pantera's doing their thing, which is probably, I, I don't know, man. I don't think that's ever going to stop. I kind of think I, it's I, forever. I think, up, I think they'll end up actually writing music. They're just reluctant to do it right now. They don't yeah. want to say they're gonna. Well, but... there's, there's a show. There's a show. I've been watching all the shows on YouTube and. <clears throat> excuse me there was a show where uh phil said i think it was arlington and he was like all right so i'm saying if and this is a big if if pantera comes back here again and i was like oh fuck. yeah exactly. <laughs> no here that's, it goes. I, I don't think there's going to be an end to that man but it was really cool that they brought along flesh order man that was the Dude, shit it was, was so like, cool they crap. did they did I mean, like Flesh Order's shows. got the drummer from my band, you know. Really, I mean, not in my band anymore, but yeah, Flesh Order has the drummer from the, uh, you know, the video that made us popular. Dude, no way! I didn't even fucking know that's so yeah, that's cool. Renee Martinez. Oh, okay. Nope. Yep. 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 Okay. Now it all makes sense, dude. And I love Flesh Order. They're fucking cool. I love pretty yeah, much anything. Mike's the in. bass player used to be in this band called. Uh, oh shit! What was it called? Ah, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's gone. It's okay. Oh, well. It'll come back. And anyway, when it they, comes... they used to be in a band together as well. And uh, I was also in a death metal band with Renee called Horror Bethlehem. 
I only did one show with them down in Harlingen, but uh, I was the front man for that as well. And, you know, did, did death metal growls. What a fucking cool name. Whore of Bethlehem. Yeah. And then I did another death metal band called Paint Through Fate. And there's actually uh, stuff on, on YouTube from uh, Paint Through Fate. Dude, that's fucking sick as shit. I can't believe it. Uh, so when uh, you're the drummer from the band went over to flesh hoarder. What did, I mean, well, was he just was already, thing. he was already playing for uh disfigured at the time with yep. Mike. Yep. Oh my and, God. I uh, forgot about disfigured. And flesh hoarder just kind of came out of that to some extent. I feel like flesh hoarder was, is like the evolution of disfigured. Yeah. Okay. Right. I'm not a death metal guy anymore. Like, I mean, I got Cradle of Filth on the wall. I've got gotcha. Metallica on the wall. I've got Lemmy on the wall. I've got Trent Reznor on the wall. I've got Mortis. Do you know who Mortis is? Yeah. Like Mortis from Emperor, but became the elf that did the thing. I, I like gotcha. I've got I'm I'm all over the I'm over, I just love everything right. metal, industrial, and whatever you can think when, of. When when so. Renee was in my band, he was just doing it to because I asked him. Okay. And, and uh, I was like, look, I just need, I just need a drummer. I don't care what you want to do. If you want to go Ringo star with it, go Ringo star with it. And that's what he did. <laughs> he, right he went on. less than Ringo star. He doesn't even have a Tom, <laughs> <laughs> but that was like, uh, I think the only show he ever even did with us. Maybe he did one other show. I'm not positive. I can't remember that far back. It's been uh shit. 11 years now. Dude. Yeah. The time is fucking flying by I, yeah. I haven't i haven't done music in 11 years wow yeah no i haven't done i can't music imagine yet. stopping man but i mean i haven't done much lately but i've still got tunes ringing in my head wrote something down the other day and and picked up the bass for a minute but i couldn't pick up the bass for a couple months first thing after the cancer because it kicked my ass man i was using a sliding board to get from the bed to the wheelchair you know oh but now God. i can walk you know not real well but yeah, I can walk with the walker. So I'm, okay. I'm pretty happy about how fast the progress and the uh, the uh, doctor that did the surgery, you know, it's, this isn't about the cancer. This is about where they ripped it out of. Right. Uh, that, that did the surgery to do spinal fusion and uh, decompression. Uh, he said, I'm doing phenomenal, which makes me feel pretty good about that. Dude, yeah, fuck yeah. So, like, I can only imagine, like, I have back problems and uh, I have to go see um... – a chiropractor once every like 15 years or something, but like uh, I'm getting older and everything in my back is fucked right now. And so like, oh, I can, I'm in so much pain. They got me on oxycodone all the time. So have you, have you thought about, and this is just me saying this out loud. Cause I don't know what you're going through. I, right. I mean, I also take medical marijuana. I would too. Fire, fuck. I'd take marijuana. Well, they, I know, but they, they actually prescribed it to me. And I thought to myself, man, when I was like 16 years old, first starting to smoke pot, I was like, if you asked me then if I was going to be smoking legal marijuana, like, <laughs> I would have told you full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. In Texas. Well, Idaho too, man. Uh, actually, in Idaho, it's still against the law. Not, not even medical medical marijuana is against the law in the state of idaho so i'd be right if i was talking about the state of idaho back then <laughs> i don't Dude. know if they'll ever still change their damn laws they'll well, probably be the it. last damn state to change <laughs> i don't know if it's going to be idaho or texas but it's going to be one of the two yeah I think texas be is right texas right now is surrounded by well, legal marijuana yeah and, but uh, i can get legal medicinal marijuana in right. idaho you can't even get legal medicinal really oh yes. wow that's what i'm saying they've got a town outside of my town that's called notice and we would call it not us because <laughs> it was a clean city like you can't even buy cigarettes at the damn corner store Re like clean fucking clean no yeah. no booze no cigarettes no, booze, no nothing. Not even cigarettes oh my god <laughs> i dude like you know in texas when you're heading up to dallas and stuff like on uh i-45 there's a couple of clean, um, or not clean, but 
dry counties. Yeah, dry is what I meant to call it. And and I I, I, I jumped into a like a tour bus, did a thing, and and the tour bus broke down in a dry county. And me and J Rab, uh, J Rab was the drummer or the drum tech for uh, Jerry Gaskell and Kings X. We got off the bus and I was like, well, what the fuck are we going to do? He's like, well, let's go buy some beer. There's a corner store right there. And so we walked to the corner store and there's no beer in the corner store. We asked the lady at the thing. We're like, well, Hey, where's the beer? She goes, Oh, about uh, 15 miles that way. (laughs) And we're sitting and I'm, I don't know. I think I'm 26 or something at the time. And I'm like, okay, we're going to walk 20, we're going to walk 15 miles to go get right, beer. Right. And, and J-Reb was 10 years older than me or 14 years older than me, actually. And he was like, no, we're fucking not. We're just not going to drink. And I just remembered sitting there being like, really? Like until the fucking bus guy comes to fix this thing, we're just going to hang out and not do anything. We're out of weed. We're out of fucking whatever. But yeah, that, that's what we did. We played video yeah. game on a PlayStation 1. Nice. so uh what do you got what do you think you got coming out besides the stuff you've got um in the bank you think you got anything uh you guys are going to start oh man I'm, I'm trying to come up with everything i can write it down play it put it on some sort of recording uh i've got stuff that's just been in the bank forever yeah you know um i've also got things that are sitting there waiting to be written uh, with everything, you know, being written about these sexual encounters in my life, you oh, know, nice. to some extent, uh, at least not always. Sometimes it's a fantasy that I might have, but sure. uh, other times, you know, it's just straight up about a moment I had in my life. So it, that life moment is still sitting there in my head and on paper. I've like literally got, you know, the list of all the women I've been with. Oh, yeah. I had a list. <laughs> Started getting big. Okay. Yeah, it's it's mine's not mine's not huge, but it's enough to write enough songs about to where I'm not going to run out of material. There it is. <laughs> okay, cool. So, uh, so you got plans? Uh, just trying to figure out when to. Oh to man, release. well, when this hit me, you know, with the cancer, man, I just was like, "Fuck, dude, I, I might die someday. Even if I live through this, you know, shit, I only got twenty years left. I better start writing down everything I can, you know, just to yeah. have it all recorded and out there." And then I heard about this YouTube taking people's uh, YouTubes down after two years if if you're not active on your YouTube or your Google. And I'm like, what? Why would you do that? And how do I make it to where you don't do that? You know, with my channel. Like, like how how do you stop that from happening? Is Is there some way to do that? You know, I mean got to save them for a gravestone at this point got to have somebody visit my grave you know i don't i don't want to just be burned and all that good stuff you know if that's the way it's got to be then that's the way it's got to be but you know i started to think about all kinds of this shit you know that i just absolutely kind of put me my life into perspective i thought myself as, as invincible before this dude i love this so okay okay so uh for real for real shit uh, I like you're you're dealing with some stuff. You're getting over it. You're fucking about to rock the fuck out and uh, start being oh, yeah. better. Oh yeah, um, we'll we'll do a tour to follow the to follow the album release. That's for damn sure. So, but when you were dealing, and I know you're still dealing with it a little bit, but like when you were dealing with it hardcore, and you were thinking about these dark things, uh, you know, like okay, like I I might die or or whatever. When you yeah. were thinking about this stuff i have a thing where i think about like i don't want to be buried um this way i'd rather be buried this way or i'd i you know i don't i personally do not want to be cremated but i also personally don't want to be uh put in a box in the dirt um what was one of the things you were thinking about or are thinking about or whatever with your you know with the stuff that you're past now like i thought I can just outlive my mom. She wants to be burned and mm-hmm. then I'll have her urn with me uh, and it'll say on my gravestone, here lies the goat and his mom. Oh, no way, dude. I love that. That's as rock and roll as it gets. Yeah. Okay. So let's finish off this episode with what I like to do with everybody. All right. 
I like to ask because I say music does somebody does something to somebody, you know, it makes the hair stand up on your arms. It makes you feel something. It makes you, I don't know, just like kind of come out of your body. And one of the things that made me come out of my body was watching you sing that one song. When I saw it on Tosh.0, I was like, there's no fucking way this is really happening. Right. Like, and it was super fantastic. And I, you know, I've been a fan ever since. Right on. But there's some bands um, that like touch you in a certain way, like emotionally. Um, and per se, like for me, it's, uh, I like this guy, this, uh, old nine inch nails guy over here, old Trent Reznor back in the day before he just got old and whatever he had angst and he had emotions and he wrote hurt and there was stuff that just really fucking made my skin almost crawl in a good way. What's right. one of the, what's one of the band's that has made you feel so emotional that whether you sat in front of some people and, and physically wept, or if you did it alone, what's a band or a uh, song? Physically wept. It would have only been over the way a song was written because I was just butthurt over my uh, puppy love. You know, like uh, the first time I ever fell in love was with my pot dealer's wife. And okay. uh, it was the Aerosmith grip album. <laughs> that's the, that's the only album I ever wept to. That's and the only like, shit I ever wept to. It's, it's cause, and it's like I said, it's just cause of the butthurt time I was going through in my life. Sure. I don't think it was really, uh, and, and I always loved Aerosmith and, and I shouldn't love that album. That's like one of their worst records, but I fucking love that record. I think it's fucking great. Was that like but the it, cocaine out? Al- was that the cocaine album? Uh, that was, no, that was the one where, uh, they had Alicia Silverstone in the videos. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they had all the ballads. So like early nineties. Yeah. Like 90, 92, 93, 94. It was Alicia Silverstone and, uh, and, and his Liv. daughter. Yeah. And his daughter Liv. Yeah. Oh my dude. But, uh, but more of a band that was an influence would be Wasp and Van Halen. Oh, fuck yeah. But uh, my favorite band came out when I was 18, and that's Deicide. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, my God. I got stories about that. Sorry. And I totally yeah, overdrove too. that. <laughs> Talk to me about Deicide. Talk to me about why they're... Uh, well, I didn't get to see him for the first time until the Incinerate Him tour, but uh, I was so stoked that I was getting to see him that I was like, fuck it, let's go see him twice. So we went to see him in L.A., uh, me and a friend uh, uh, from Ventura, California. Uh, We went to see him in L.A. and then again in Anaheim the next day. And I'm hanging out, you know, I'm smoking with uh, with the brothers and or not with the brothers, but with Steve and Brian. Uh, Eric didn't want to smoke. And because it was only Reggie. Right, right, right. But but he said if it was kind, buddy would have smoked. <laughs> but uh, so I, I I see Glenn come up with this just rocking hot goth girl with big titties, and I ask him if he wants to join us to smoke. He's my man. I gotta go get paid. I was like, all right, here. And I just handed him a joint, and he just lit up like his eyes were like, what, really? Wow, thanks. You know. And I said, I'll see you tomorrow. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and so. I see him the next day before the show and I, and I hit him up and I say, Hey man, how's it going? What, what are you doing? What are you doing? You got time to talk today? He's like, yeah, man. I said, I got another joint. <laughs> you know, so we went out behind the uh, U-Haul and shot the shit about all his uh, stuff that he did background vocals on. And I told him about all the, the, uh, the, I had a cassette where I took every single one of the things that he did background vocals on and filled one side of the cassette with all that. And I think I might have boosted his ego a little bit because he was on tour with uh, Vital Remains. Yeah. And, well, what did he later do but join Vital Remains as their vocalist? <laughs> Add to that deicide story, uh, he told me, hey, man, yeah, I smoked that joint you gave me on the way from uh, L.A. to Anaheim. And what did he feel? What did he feel? Uh, it's just yeah, like that was great. cool to have the joint to smoke, you know, on the way. Thank- he, was, he was thanking me. And it was just cool to get thanked by, you know, 
asshole Glenn. <laughs> you know, because everybody said he was an asshole. And I'm like, well, you know, you want to take it that way to some extent. Like when he said, oh, man, I got to get paid. You know, he didn't have time to hang out the first time. I just handed him a joint, man. He's not being an asshole. He's just got to go get paid. You know? That's right. That's Plus he's got right. this bomb ass, you know, goth girl with him. You know, I don't want to interrupt him too much. <laughs> uh, when I met uh, Danny from Cradle of Filth uh, the first time, like I was uh, at the engine room in Houston, Texas. I knew exactly where the bands would be coming out of and where, where they would be going to their bus and like where they would be hanging out. And I'm like, Oh my God, I can't wait to like try to meet Danny filth. And I finally see him and he's this tall. Uh, I'm six foot two and Danny's like five foot. nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, Danny, will you sign the CD? And he was, he was like, yeah, sure. And he signs the CD, hands it to me and he goes off you go. Cause he was talking to a chick. Like, right. I'm sure he had a wife and stuff at the time, but like, he was literally like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I got something going on. Yeah. And it's like, and I got, I got to understand at that point, he's not being an asshole. He's just trying to, you know, talk yeah, to a he, chick. Yeah. And he was being so, he was nice. So yeah, here you go. Like I met Jared Leto a few times from 30 seconds to Mars. And like, he was always super nice. He never had a chick to do whatever. Was I, or, yeah. But he would still be like, all right, cool, man. Later. <laughs> and I think it's really interesting because um, I don't think I ever got popular enough um, in, in Razor 13 or anything to get. Yeah, and ditto. Yeah, to get that type of attention. But when you do start getting that attention, when you when you come off stage, you come off stage and all of a sudden there's like people all around yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, and wow. Like, this is man, cool. I'm just trying to get off the stage, man. Leave me alone yeah. for a half a second here. Yeah, I just want. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll sign some stuff. Uh, like, oh, hang on a second. Let me go to the van because yeah. You know, and, and then I come back out from the van, and then there maybe there would still be a couple of people that care. Yeah, and, and, and you end up running into a couple of people off, <laughs> like because they don't want to wait. That's right. Like, yeah. Just wait a minute. Oh man, oh, now I only have one person to sign after being on stage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like burnt out after being on stage, running around shaking my dick. Jesus Christ. Okay. So what was the fucking, like, what was the reason behind wearing the Texas uh, bikini thing and flapping the dick out? Was Like, what was the, re you just wanted to do that or? Okay. It's all about rock and roll. You Absolutely. Go back to the cod piece with uh, Wasp. Go back uh, to yep. David Lee Roth and how his spandex were so goddamn tight you could see his fucking jump. Yep. Oh, okay. dude. And all balls. I was, yeah, yeah. And all I did, I took the dick off the leg. <laughs> He's like, here it is. Yeah. It's like I it, it needed to go to the next level. You what did, else was left to do in rock and roll other than take the dick off the leg? Dude, and, and then I was like, did. hey, you know what? I can play a tambourine with this thing. <laughs> and you did. Yep. And I've gotten pretty well, I got pretty decent at it. I'm going to have to reteach myself with the walking. You know, I'm going to have to reteach myself to play the tambourine. <laughs> Dude, I think this, I think the new evolution of this is going to be even better. <laughs> like, I'm almost 100% sure. Like, you're going to learn oh, it. I, hear you. and learn I mean, honestly, I've thought about it that way myself. I said, oh, so you, you're giving me cancer so I can get more popular? Is that your way, Satan? <laughs> Done. Here we go. Challenge fucking accepted. Dude, I've loved talking. I hope you and me just talk all, all like all the time from now on, uh, whether we do it on here or uh, oh, I hear you, man, right on. Talking. Like it's, it's just fun, fucking meeting a new cool person. So let's talk about Stefan Mann. All right, how the fuck do you know that motherfucker? Well, actually, when I moved into the house that I'm currently at, he was one of the roommates at the time. Okay. Uh, we ended up hanging out a little bit here and there and over the years, uh, just kept in touch. He's a cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's a little out there for damn sure, but, uh, only some people can take him, you know, That's I, true. I can say the same about Billy Milano. If you ever met him, That's also if, true. if you really get to know him, you know, but, uh, there's nothing wrong with having a little bit of an outside way of thinking. If you ask me. 
No, no, dude. So like I, or like I was saying earlier, and I don't know if I've, if I'm going to keep how I said it in there before, but I'm going to say it again, met him on a skateboard and I was literally driving, uh, driving, I was skating past his house. He was sitting on the front porch and his, um, his house was across from the Katie, Texas, like the funeral home. And uh, oh, wow. so I was just skating past and I looked over and I saw he had a beer and I was, looked over at him, like kicked my skateboard up. 15 years old i think he was like i don't know 20 uh 29 or something so hey man you got any extra beer and and he basically was like well yeah <laughs> and he didn't give a fuck how old i was or whatever he just saw that i was wearing a cradle of filled shirt and was like oh that guy's cool and i came over and i started hanging out with him and he bought me beer and then i was like oh yeah i'm 15 he was like oh fuck you know like <laughs> all right but it was too late it was too late by then right. you know? and like then we were we were buddies and i got my first tattoo in his house in katie texas and um we were watching a black sabbath album uh, or a video a vhs tape at the time i know what you're talking about yeah and uh got this tattoo right here and nice. i've just been good i've been to jail with stefan for <laughs> fucked up shit that i'm not going to talk about here we'll talk about it after um and like it was like that dude's like one of my he's been through some shit i've been through some shit and he's one of my favorite people i think he's as punk rock slash metal as it gets and the coolest thing oh yeah absolutely the coolest thing about him is he is just pure even though he's in florida at the moment he's still pure fucking texas music yeah absolutely and uh like what uh, he was on chaos radio back in the day in austin was it chaos radio is that what it was called I, i'm not familiar with it but yes it's chaos radio only because i have enough friends that say the name often enough okay yeah it was chaos radio he was on there he was dr mad dr s on there actually razor 13 was on the show before doug Penning joined anyway stefan's a fucking fantastic person i love that guy and it like when I told him uh, you were going to come on, he, he just lit up and just started, you know, texting the shit out of him. He was like, no fucking way, dude, this is going to be great. And I really appreciate you coming on, dude. This is so much fun. So we've talked about, we've talked about, uh, Stefan, we've talked about music. We've talked about whatever. Now we got to go to the beyond and then we'll end it. So the beyond is like ghosts and shit. Have you ever met Bigfoot? Have you ever seen a UFO? Have you ever seen a ghost? I've never seen a UFO other than if you want to count like a star moving across the sky, and that's just more than likely a government thing. I don't know. Maybe it's UFOs. Shit, go ahead. Count count that. Sure. But uh, no, I've never seen Bigfoot. Um, Never met him. I grew up in Idaho. If you're going to meet Bigfoot, it's probably there. That would be there. Um, but, and I did do a lot of hunting out there, got lost once even, but, uh, I did, uh, raise a demon from hell once it's, okay. it's blue. It's about this big. Okay. So what, okay. So if you're talking about, okay, this is cool. Cause I've gone down this rabbit hole out of the bathtub drain. How did that happen? I was angry enough. Okay. That's all it takes. After I did so many rituals, I was, I was younger. I don't even need to do a ritual anymore. All I have to do is be angry enough, but I don't get that angry very often. You can ask anybody who knows me. It takes a lot to anger me, but if you do, I will raise a demon from hell from a bathtub drain. (laughs) Okay. So like when you did, when you did this, like, I feel like from the sewer, like, I feel like I, I, I don't, I, I don't understand exactly, but I want to, I want to know. Cause I read, I read like the, um, the black Raven and I read, uh, the keys of the keys of Solomon and all, all these things about, uh, doing things with demons. Am I not getting this right? Or are you like, you literally fucking raised a demon. I literally raised a demon. And how did you do it? What were you, what were you? I was angry at someone at the time, and that demon went off and did my bidding. 
and it just happened. It just came now, out. Of it me. does, and it does. Yeah, and it doesn't. It just happens at this point. Now you can do rituals to raise demons to do right, your bidding, right. and that's the usual way of doing it. But I swear, at some point, if you just have enough anger and you're you know you're that well versed sure that you can just think the thoughts that it happens but now when this demon runs around and does shit for me he's not necessarily doing exactly what i told him to do i just told him to go raise some hell and he does what he does and i can't i i, I gotta pull him back in after a while and say all right you've done enough okay Dude, that's fucking interesting. That is so interesting because when I, uh, I don't know, early, late 90s, early uh, 2000s, I was doing, <laughs> I don't even, I haven't even talked about this on this podcast, but like we were doing Black um, black Raven stuff and Key of Solomon things and we were reading rituals, me and some friends, and we were trying to figure out, literally, this is how stupid we were. We were just trying, we couldn't buy cigarettes at the time. We smoked them, but we couldn't buy them. So right. when the, sh when the store shut down in Katie, Texas at nine o'clock, we wanted to send a fucking demon into the damn store to steal cigarettes for us and bring them back to us. Spoiler alert. That never happened. Right. But, of course. but there was a really fucking weird night and a person I'll just, I'll call him Andy, my buddy, Andy and me were doing this thing and we pulled up the old shitty fucking window things that you look at. If you've done too much meth, you know, you're like, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, we pulled those things out and we hadn't been doing meth. We were too young at the time, but like we were looking out and I was like, what the fuck is that? And there was a young person walking down the street. And it was, and it was like 1am, like, and all by itself. And then it stopped. It looked at the window where we were looking out and then it vanished. And I was like, that's it. We've done it. It's going to be great. We're going to have a curtain of cigarettes tomorrow. <laughs> well, again, long story short, we never got a carton of cigarettes the next day, but I swear to God, this thing fucking vanished. And I believe it. I, I think, I think we, I do think we smoked weed, but I don't like, but that's it. We weren't doing acid. We weren't doing yeah. anything. It was just like, we read this stuff out of uh, the black Raven or, or the key of Solomon, one of the two, but which are pretty much the same thing. And this thing happened. And again, human memory is actually fucking shit. So maybe we, yeah. created, maybe we created it in our own head or whatever, but Sure. It was something fucking weird as fuck. Dude, this has been so much fun. I really appreciate you coming on and uh I hope you'll come on again and we can talk some more and just right on, all the time. You got to go. God of all Texas. My favorite new friend. All right, everyone. This has been Ryan 13. Uh you've been on the 13. This is the God of all Texas and thank you so much for coming on and we'll see you all again. Yeah!